Hi, everyone, and welcome to the By the Laces podcast. My name is Bilal Malik, and this is my co-host, Trenton Sita. How are you, Trenton? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, we had our first week of NFL action. It's, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good week, I think, seeing all the games being played, different players coming together on their new teams. So, yeah, it was fun. It was a fun weekend. How are you? Thanks for asking. I felt good watching all these games after so long and uh, it felt somewhat like things are a little bit back to normal in a little bit because now we have sports i mean we've always had sports but now we have football <laughs> are we are we ranking football all the way up at the top of the sports list are we putting it over all the other sports yeah of course <laughs> because we're doing a football podcast we're not doing a basketball podcast that's a very good point. All right. So why don't we dive right into NFL news? Uh, the first storyline we'd like to cover is that the 49ers are looking to ban a fan from all of their games and events after he sent a, a stream of just awful messages to Arizona Cardinals safety Buda Baker. Um, Of course, the 49ers and the Cardinals were playing this week or last week, this past weekend on Sunday. And Buda Baker, I believe during a play, he he hit tight end George Kittle low uh, around the knee area. And George Kittle went out for a little bit, but he did later return. And... uh, this particular 49ers fan sent just some, some really terrible stuff. Um, it's just, it's hard to look at those messages actually. I mean, there's no place in the game for this thing. It's good on the 49ers taking action against this person. I mean, when will people learn? Will people ever learn? That's- uh, I don't know. We can only hope. We can only hope that uh, teams will t- continue to take action such like such as this and in future, and hopefully we don't have to deal with these situations anymore. But we probably will, to be honest. Yeah, and uh, you know the NFL's whole thing this season is uh, end racism, right? That's what all the players have uh, on their helmets. They're putting names of of people on their helmets and you know it's just for for something like this to happen in week one in a season where you know the nfl is is trying to bring attention to this i don't know it's just it's just rough but uh it's a a good move by the niners again uh, and yeah this whole theme of ending racism this is what has to be done then Mm-hmm. All right, so I think we mentioned this last week how the NFL had put out different websites and organizations have been putting out power rankings for teams. So last week we went to the preseason pre uh, power rankings, but now that we've actually had a first week, we can see how those have increased or decreased and how they've affected each team. So I think we're going to, last week we also just focused on the NFL.com's 
power rankings, just to keep it simple, I think we should continue that for the rest of the season. So um, no surprise, the Chiefs are still ranked number one. The Ravens went up a spot to number two. The Packers went up five spots to number three. Saints remained at number four. Steady there. Titans also stayed at five. Bills, six. Steelers went up five spots to number seven. Uh, Seahawks went up one to eight. Niners dropped seven spots from number two to nine. And the Chargers went up seven spots from number 17 to 10. These are just the top 10, but what do you think of these? And is there any other team that you are surprised to see a big drop in ranking? I mean, I'm not surprised to see, I think, the top maybe four or five-ish teams. Um, Honestly, I would have expected Seahawks to – to be even a little higher than number eight. I don't know. It seems a little, a little low for them, but of course they were playing against the Falcons and the Falcons haven't been good for a while since uh, their last Super Bowl. really. Um, I found it interesting that the 49ers dropped all the way to number nine after previously being number two, that, that, that's a little bit of a uh, – I don't know. What do you think about that? What do you think about the 49ers? I mean, that was an interesting game, and we'll get into it in a little bit. But, like, yeah, drop seven spots, that's, um, that's, that's, a, that's a big drop. And it's not the only team to have dropped seven spots. I believe the um, Colts also dropped seven from number 11 to number 18. Yeah, so, that these are some that, really big. That Colts game was kind of uh, kind of a mess for Philip Rivers. Even though they didn't punt the ball once in that game. Well, that's because that's because Rivers was throwing it to the other team. <laughs> yeah, he threw two interceptions, but still, that overall production was was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't help that they lost running back Marlon Mack. For the entire year, he tore his Achilles. Yeah. Yeah, so that is – that's definitely rough. The Bears only moved up – the Bears only moved up two spots to 22 from yeah. number 24. And, you know, I'm I, – I think that's a, a good spot for them. Uh, we'll get into that game later, Bears-Lions. But, uh, yeah, I think that's not too bad for them. I don't. I we didn't. can only. Uh, I can only hope it goes up. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting though, Washington football team. They were at thirty-one to start the season, and now they're ranked at twenty-three. That's eight spots up. And we'll get into this game later, I believe, too. But wow. <laughs> Ron Rivera's the only new coach, coach with a new team to have won his game. It's uh, so the yeah. surprise just speaking of uh, pleasant surprises, we got to see the big uh, return of uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger, he uh, 
he looked pretty good in this game, actually. He was making all the throws. Yeah, he looked uh, he looked somewhat like his own old self. It's been what three hundred and sixty four days since he played in the game, and it must have been a big um, adjustment. He felt after the uh, after the game, he said uh, he said, "I was saying today, I feel like I was just in a car accident." Oh yeah, he. It's it's definitely once these quarterbacks come back from injury and it's always taking that first hit. You know, I think Ben Roethlisberger talked about it before the season started. Um, Alex Smith also, even though he's medically cleared, he also said, you know, it's it's not complete. His recovery isn't complete until he takes his first hit. But yeah, it's good for for Big Ben to be back. He came. Uh, Came with three touchdowns, and I think that's that's great for him, honestly. It's a, it's a good uh, way of getting back into the rhythm of things because mm-hmm. he'd been away for so long and had such a devastating injury. It's good. And Steelers also now have stability at quarterback. Last year they rotated through so many different guys that it was just a mess overall. Yeah, and uh, let's see. In other news, we have the Bengals claiming kicker Austin Seibert, I believe, from the Browns after they waived him in week one. Yeah, this is actually interesting because he got waived by the Browns, but he's still going to be kicking in the game since now that he got picked up by the Bengals since the Browns and Bengals are playing each other tomorrow night. For Thursday yeah. night football, uh, that's going to be it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, did he only kick once? I yeah, well, zero for one on the field goal, miss from forty-one. Interesting. There's yeah. Speaking of misses, the kickers this week it's been brutal for them. Very. Um, One's been absolutely brutal. I know um, the kicker for the Titans. Titans played the Broncos on uh, Monday night. They were the second game, part of the doubleheader. And uh, Stephen Goskowski, geez. That was. He's also basically come back from a hip surgery, too, from last season. Yeah. So, I mean, it's his first time, and they don't have any preseason. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he missed. Three attempts and he had one blocked. And then, interesting situation in this is that he, his career percentage went down from 87.4% to 86.8%. And I mean, it's not, it's less than a percent, but it moved him from fifth to ninth in all time kicking. So, uh, that's just brutal. One game. That is, that is absolutely brutal for him. But and he like, did come in and win the game, though, at the end, though. Yeah. Um, do you think it could be something about there being no uh, no fans or just, like, much, much less fans than expected? Or... I don't know how fans has to do with um, kicking, per se, yeah. but it, it wasn't just him. A lot of 
kickers in the league missed. They um, what was it? I think it was a seventy-one point six percent. Um, seventy-one point six percent was the percentage of how much they made field goals last week, which is like very low and was the lowest combined field goal percentage in week one since 1998. Yeah, well, at least at least Goskowski can say that he uh, he kicked and he he won that game for Titans. The the previous Bengals kicker, uh, Randy Bullock, he missed the game tying field goal against the Chargers, and. Uh, he he pulled a calf muscle or something while he was kicking. Yeah, he said um, as soon as he kicked it, he started to cramp up or something. I believe, and that's why yeah. he missed the kick because that kick was ugly. Yeah, that kick. I saw went, the highlights. Went way way wide, <laughs> and then he just he he kind of limped and then grabbed for his leg, and it was like okay, that that makes sense why he he missed it so badly. But uh, yeah. we can only hope the kicking situation gets better, or you'll see more more teams either going forward on fourth down or two point conversions if their kicker can't kick. Yeah, how do you feel about the Bears' kicking situation? Feel <laughs> oh, good. Um, I mean, he made all his kicks, so that's all that really matters. Yeah, that's a good point. Hopefully, he can take that momentum and continue it through the season. Uh, what else do we have? We had a few ejections. We had two ejections, both of them interesting ones. Linebackers, yeah. yeah. So in the Bears game, Bears and Lions, uh, Lion back or Lions linebacker Jamie Collins was tossed out of the game when he attempted to demonstrate the lowering of the head penalty to an official, and he demonstrated this by headbutting the ref in the chest of of course then the ref backs up looks a little confused and then throws the penalty and tosses him out of the game and uh that's not a that's not allowed <laughs> you can't do that it's a dumb move i mean honestly you don't you're not supposed to touch the refs mm-hmm. in any situation and you and, uh, put your head right into his chest and i believe that particular ref had also thrown out Earl Thomas a while back for hugging him. So, you know, don't, don't touch that. Don't touch that ref. Just, <laughs> just avoid it. Um, yeah, yeah. Word of advice. And another ejection was Rashawn Evans, Titans linebacker who was thrown out for throwing a punch at Denver tight end, Jake, Butt. and of course that's, you know, that's, you can't do that. You can't throw punches at people. <laughs> so that that was also a no-brainer. But anyways, you have some happier news for us? Yeah. Um, the NFL just put out the, the list of uh, 130 nominees for the Hall of Fame for the next year. And at the top of the list is uh, Peyton Manning. Yeah, there are there are so many great players that are on this list and you know, it's always it's always that you're trying to fit all these people into the Hall of Fame class each year and 
people just get lost in the list and, you know, it's hard to find some way to get them in. So we have Peyton Manning, like you said, he tops the list. We also have Charles Woodson, nine-time Pro Bowler. Uh, Calvin Johnson, six-time Pro Bowler. Jared Allen is on there as well. Uh, Logan Mankins. And, of course, Bears hometown favorite, Charles Tillman. He's also on there. One Um, great thing about looking at this list is that it's a lot of people that – as we've been growing up and watching football, it's people that we've seen and we've yeah. been able to, we know these people. So it's like in some years past, it's been like, I may have heard of you, but I'm not exactly sure. But these are people that we know and that we've watched and we've enjoyed. And so I'm really happy to see, uh, especially Peanut Tillman on the list. And, uh, and then you get Calvin Johnson, like you said, and, all these people are deserving. It just depends on who's going to get in. Yeah. Because a lot I mean, of these won't. It's going to be tough for them as well. But but um, a lot of these people that we're going through right now are first time eligible. Mm-hmm. And there's also a ton of additional nominees. And these are all old quarterbacks and, you know, old players. And all of these names are familiar. You know, you know. Some of these names are surprised they're not in. Yeah, they're not already in. Um, You got Randall Cunningham. mm -hmm. uh, Tiki Barber. Drew Bledsoe. There's just so many names on here that are, you know, you would would have thought that they were Hall of Famers. Like, there's, there's names on here that had I seen this in a a trivia question like you know is this player in the hall of fame i'd be like yeah yeah that player's in the hall of fame i'm pretty sure but uh <laughs> apparently i'd be very terrible at nfl hall of fame trivia james ward and reggie wayne are on this list dallas clark so yeah again old people are deserving probably most of them will get in at some point in the next few years hopefully the Hall of Fame part is one of my favorite times of year. Just that whole ceremony and and listening to everyone's speeches is something that I really enjoy. And hopefully one day I get to visit the Hall of Fame because I've always wanted to go there. I mean, it's kind of close, right? Uh, Canton, Ohio? I bet it's like five, six hours away. Okay. Just you know, Not a weekend trip, could, maybe. Yeah, one day. <laughs> yeah. Sounds Once good. this whole virus goes away. Oh yeah. Hopefully, uh hopefully soon. But you know, we'll see. We'll keep trudging along and uh we'll keep doing this podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh some quick injury news. We'll just do a quick fire of this. We have cornerback AJ Boye of the Denver Broncos. He dislocated his shoulder on Monday night. He's on IR, he'll be back in a few weeks, they hope. He doesn't have to do surgery, so that's good for him. Uh, Sean Lee, linebacker for Dallas, he is going to be out about six weeks after he had hernia surgery. Running back Le'Veon Bell, his his hamstring's acting up, so uh, he's on IR. Running back Philip Lindsay for Denver, he's got a turf toe or some similar ailment. He'll be out for a few weeks. For the Saints, wide receiver Mike Michael Thomas, he's out with a 
high ankle sprain. Richard Sherman, cornerback for the 49ers, he has a calf strain. He's on IR. And wide receiver Chris Godwin for the Bucks is in concussion protocol. So some some really big name players are going to be missing for at least a few weeks. So we'll see how those teams will do. All right, let's go into some of the interesting games of this past week, recapping week one. Yeah, so the uh, let's go into the first game, the very first game, uh, the Titan. Uh, sorry, the uh, Texans and the uh, Chiefs. This was a fun game to watch for me because Clyde Edwards Illiard went off against the Texans. Yeah, he's a no one heard his name, knew of his name before, and now we all know his name. <laughs> He's he's incredibly slippery. He reminds me of almost like Barry Sanders, you know, similar body type, small, shifty. Yeah, so he that he's going to be someone who a lot of teams are going to have the game plan for, which is going to be interesting how they attack it in the future. Yeah, and something else I found interesting was that the Chiefs ran a lot of a lot of single back in this game which is not very Chiefs offense-like. I mean, Andy Reid has always been more of, like, spread offense, you know, in the shotgun or in the pistol kind of thing. But, you know, they were running Clyde Edwards-Alaire out of the single back. And, you know, it was effective. It was nice to see. It was a return to the football of our youth, you know? Yeah, and the going on the flip side here with the Texans, they were not productive. When you no, they they scored they one touchdown in the first half and then the rest of the points come in the fourth quarter when you're already down, no, that's not how you're going to win a game, and especially not against the champs. Yeah, it was, you know, it was not a game like the playoff matchup between the two of these teams last year was. Uh, that was exciting on both sides. In this game, the Texans just fell behind and and kept falling behind. Although, one good thing about the Texans is David Johnson did pretty well. Yeah, I mean, uh, everyone was concerned about how the uh, DeAndre Hopkins trade is going to turn out. And for the most part, I think it turned out pretty well. Yes, although... I think definitely Deshaun Watson would want DeAndre Hopkins back. <laughs> he, I think a lot of people would uh, agree with that statement. Yeah. But, you know, don't worry. We'll, we'll return to DeAndre Hopkins once we hit the Cardinals 49ers game later in this recap. And uh, Mahomes is 8-0 in September now for his career. And the uh, since the Chiefs were losing uh, 24-0 in the AFC Divisional Playoff game last January, they've now outscored the Texans 85-27 to in that time, combining yeah. those two games. That's uh, it's not a good look for the Texans, that's for sure. Exactly. And uh, I mean, they got time. They still got 15 weeks to 
fix it up and move on. Yeah, hopefully. All right, so, all right, so the one game we've been <laughs> thinking about for a very long time, and uh, now it finally came. The Bucks versus the Saints. Tom Brady's very first game in Tampa. And uh, it didn't go exactly the way we uh, expected it to. No, it was a little bit of a disappointment, even for the Saints, who outscored the Bucks by quite a bit. Neither team really looked that solid. Um, you know, given it's week one, no preseason, you know, it was a little bit of a shaky start for, for both quarterbacks, I think. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady was a new team. I mean, you expected some shakeups, and they were they were plenty. There was a pick six, and then there was that other interception. Brady's thrown a pick six now, I think, in three straight games. Yeah, Brady just didn't look good at all. <laughs> he didn't look like Brady. It looked like someone else. Yeah, but um. You know, hopefully he can he can regain some of that magic as the season goes on. Still early, still week one, but uh, not what we expected. Hopefully the Buccaneers and Saints game, their rematch later on in the season will be a little bigger. And then that, and that game is in, is in Tampa too, so. And I think the... Bucks would have uh, would have more of a continuity within their organization by the time that game rolls around. But uh, it was it was still weird though to see Tom Brady in a different uniform. Yeah, he honestly to me he didn't look super comfy, you know, throwing to new wide receivers, even, you know, no matter how, how dangerous they may be as an offense together, he just didn't really look situated. And of course the run game for the Bucks as well, wasn't spectacular. Um, I think, I don't even remember seeing Leonard Fournette, their new running back from uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't remember him doing much. You know, they gave it to him a few times, but not really. Yeah, he was impact. in the game, but I don't think he had that much of an impact. Because yeah. uh, he, yeah, he only has five yards on five on carries. Five carries. Yeah, that's that's not going to do it. And this was the sixth meeting between Brady and Breeze, and Breeze is one four of them, and Brady has won two. So, I mean, that doesn't mean anything really in terms of who's a better quarterback. That's just how the head-to-head matchup has come up. Yeah. In the past. And uh, Brady's, Brady's beaten Peyton Manning a lot, and now Breeze is beating Brady a lot. Does that mean Breeze is the, the greatest of all time? Oh, he's up there, obviously. I don't know, but I still think <laughs> Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. But, all right. The last three times. So Brady is now four, 14-4 and four in the week one games. In the previous 
seasons that he's lost in week one. His team has gone to the Super Bowl. So, um, I don't know. Is it a sign? <laughs> Are you predicting a, a Super Bowl for him? Well, I'd like the Bears to be in the Super Bowl, so I don't I don't want to get that far ahead right now. <laughs> That's a good point. There we go. Just another way to look at it. All right. All right so, um, um, yeah, you take this one. Yeah. Here's a... Uh, we're going to get into some upsets here. Eagles at Washington. And the Eagles were leading by how many points? Uh, they were leading by 10 in the first quarter. I think it ended up coming up to... Was it 17 to 0? At some point, 17 yeah. 17 to 0 before, by 17. Uh, yeah, 17 to 0. And then... Washington came back. They scored their first touchdown in the second quarter. So then 17 to seven. And then after that, they held the Eagles to a scoreless second half while Washington came back and scored a ton of points to win it 27, 17. I um, I don't know how they did it. Yeah. I didn't expect that to happen. We uh, uh, from from reports on the came out after the game. A lot of the reports were saying that Dwayne Haskins really had a big uh, motivating factor at halftime to try yeah. to get the team to get back in the game. I mean, I think it's also the Ron Rivera effect as well, and that's you know that's such a a big part. And even though. Washington as a team is kind of been falling apart this entire off season in like every category imaginable for them to pull off a win in the opening weekend and against the Eagles, which is, you know, a, a divisional rival. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> there's, there's no other way to put it. I think that's just absolutely wild. They um, they were saying that Ron Rivera was getting an IV in at halftime, which was already a pre-scheduled thing because he's going through cancer treatment while while still coaching. But just to have all these situations coming together, and it's it's nice to see that uh, Dwayne Haskins has taken up the leadership mantle, which was always expected of him, but now. It's his team. Yeah. And Washington sacked Carson Wentz a lot. Like a lot, a lot. <laughs> he was he was under pressure all day. This is uh I think eight sacks. Eight. Eight. Yeah. That is that's crazy. But of course it's always been said Washington drafted Chase Young this year. Uh edge rusher and Washington's defensive line was already pretty solid, even without chase young and with chase young, they're just unstoppable. And they didn't turn the ball over at all. The Eagles threw two interceptions and had a fumble. So that means they were, Washington was plus three in the turnover ratio. So when you don't turn it over, 
keep the you keep the ball and you keep scoring. Yeah, it's it's good to see that kind of an upset. Um, hopefully, they can continue it, and especially now, Washington is on top of the division because the Eagles lost them and Dallas also lost against the Rams. So Washington and the Giants is, uh, lost. Yeah, Giants lost too. So Washington's on top of their division. Never thought you'd see it. <laughs> it's only week one now. It is only Maybe week one. one. Week That's right. Time. Yep, one week at a time. All right. And uh, the last upset we have that we're going to cover is Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers. This, this was a close game. 24-20. Very, very unexpected game, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we kind of expected the Cardinals to be good this year, just because... Right. At least on paper. On yeah. paper, they looked great. But now you actually get to see them on the field playing. It's, uh, it's, a, much, it's a much different team than what we've been accustomed to. Yeah, and the 49ers didn't really look spectacular, although the 49ers are also missing a ton of wide receivers due to injury. I think two of their starters at wide receiver were out in this game. That's the, always uh, I mean, Kyler Murray, Murray had 91 yards on the ground and that one to, and that really nice touchdown run. Yeah, they, they could not touch him. <laughs> they could not touch him at all. And he threw 40 passes, completed 26 of them. 14 of those passes were caught by DeAndre Hopkins for 151 yards. Why not? He's got the new toy. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think DeAndre Hopkins and the Cardinals won this trade, at least in week one. Again, we're going to have to continue to see how everything transpires throughout the year. Yeah. But again, uh, this, this was an upset that we were not expecting. Yeah. We uh, are going to have to keep the Cardinals on our radar now. Radar. Yeah. Good start for them. All right. Let's move on to some Bears news real quick. We have the Bears beating the Lions. In, yes. yes. An absolutely crazy comeback victory. I have no idea where Mitchell Trubisky pulled this win out from, but he pulled it off. Twenty-one points in the twenty-one points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um. Just, just wow. The Lions blow another, another lead in the fourth quarter. The Lions will always be the Lions. Yeah, that's just that's just rough for them. But uh, you know, Adrian Peterson was running all over the Bears in this game. Yeah, that has to that has to be fixed for next time. <laughs> but you know, I I thought the Lions were going to win this. And then they just stopped giving the ball to Adrian Peterson for one or two drives. 
you know, when the Bears were still down, the Lions had possession of the ball, and the Bears couldn't stop Adrian Peterson, it seemed like that's when the Lions decided, okay, we're going to give the ball to Kerryon Johnson and DeAndre Swift, and Adrian Peterson is just on the sidelines. And I was like, why? Like, good for the Bears, but also, why? <laughs> I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm, uh, I'm satisfied. I walked away with a win. Can relax now. And not have to think about that. Because imagine storylines if the Bears lost the game. Oh, yeah. The, just based off how we were playing in the first half. How many calls for uh, Nick Foles to take over would there be, you think? I made the mistake of actually going on social media at halftime and I oh, said, yep, I'm no. turning it off. <laughs> oh, no. But we could always count on uh, Matthew Stafford to throw his interceptions to the Bears. Yeah. Um, Matthew Stafford did not look good. Like he had, he had some throws, some deep throws that were like, okay, all right, that that seems like Matthew Stafford. But then he was missing on a lot of throws. It seemed like Stafford has thrown twenty-two interceptions versus the Bears, the most against any other opponent. <laughs> I mean, you know, the Bears' defense is 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 great, and the Bears' defense. We're able to uh, hold the Lions off from scoring at the very end, although... But the Bears' defense also needs to improve in the first third quarters of the game. Yeah. How do you feel about DeAndre Swift and the play that he almost made? I mean, it was close. I mean, it was honestly very close. It was in his hands. Yeah. But he dropped it. That was... That was very lucky for the Bears. Um, there was there was like nobody there to stop him. Again, it, it should never come down to those situations, though. And mm-hmm. I, I want to. A lot of people talk about having a good game, and and all that stuff. I'm like, no, I don't want a good game. I want a comfortable game. Mm-hmm. For me as a fan, I want to get out to a lead and I want to stay there Yeah, for as long as possible. How about that Bears running game, though? They that was had, nice uh, to see. We actually, based off of how last year's running game, I mean, 149 yards on the ground, that's, that's a good performance out of. And I like to see Cordell Patterson as a running back. He yeah. was fast. Mm-hmm. Got to use his size and his speed. And, uh, you know, we, we talked earlier about the Chiefs and Andy Reid using single back formations, but Matt Nagy and the Bears were using single back as well to run Cordero Patterson and, and David Montgomery. And that was just an absolute shock to me. You know, I've always wanted the Bears to go back to that single back especially because they have David Montgomery, who is that prototypical running back size to run between the tackles. But, you know, they'd always be running out of the pistol or the shotgun last season. But yes, this game, they finally went back to the single back and it worked. I love it. I love it. 
whatever works, it's got to stick with that. So we're going to see. And I mean, next week is different, though. You got the Giants coming in town, so it's probably going to be going to be adjustments made. Again, though, the defense cannot give up as many yards as they did, though. They gave up 426 yards to the Lions. Yeah. But uh, defense was missing some starters as well. Robert Quinn, edge rusher that they just signed, he was inactive against the Lions, I believe. And now he is – I think he's limited in practice. So we'll see if he uh, shows up, hopefully, against the Giants. Still have a few days to uh... – Figure all that out. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, one of the bigger news that's coming out the past day or two has been uh, Alan Robinson's contract situation. Oh no, no! I don't think it's. No. I don't think it's as big of a big deal. That, I don't think it's as big of a deal that people are making it out to be. Yeah, I, it'll 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 get done, and uh, he's a great player. They'll pay him. They always have paid their top players, and the season's just started. We'll figure it out. And he's he said he's going to still be here the whole year unless something drastically happens. He's still going to be playing. Yeah, the Bears. There's no way they're going to trade him. So, yeah, he and uh, Matt Nagy said they had a pretty good talk together private chat about it and uh supposedly robinson's feeling a lot better about it so you know we'll we'll see but robinson bears definitely don't want to lose him i mean the offense practically revolves around him making clutch catches when needed just like he did during um during that comeback he he had that really, that catch where he had to really stretch his arms out. Yeah, he he just laid out for a catch. <laughs> and then you always know that uh, even Trubisky was saying this today. He was saying that whenever he's covered, he's not actually covered. Yeah, like that's how much trust he has. Um, it's just going to be uh, interesting to see how this all transpires and hopefully it doesn't become a distraction mm-hmm. you can only hope all right so i think we're coming close to the end here but before we wrap up uh, let's go through and pick every game for this week last week uh i went 10 and 6 in my picks and this week uh and, and you went uh, 11 and 5 so uh Let's just go through these games, game by game, uh, starting with uh, tomorrow night's Bengals and Browns. Ooh, this is going to be an interesting game, I think. Uh, the Bengals are kind of reeling from that that almost victory uh, in which Joe Burrow did make a few rookie mistakes. Uh, then, you know, but again, it's his first game. He's a rookie. Mm-hmm. He's going yeah. to do that. And then, meanwhile, the Browns got absolutely embarrassed by the Ravens. So uh, both teams coming off kind of stinging, stinging losses. Oh, I'm gonna go with the Browns in this one. Huh. I'm uh, I'm going with the Bengals. All right. 
starting it off early, starting off uh, some differences early. Yeah. All right. We got the uh, Giants at the Bears. Oh, Giants at the Bears. I'm going to go with the Bears. Giants didn't look all too great. Smart move. I'm also picking the Bears. (laughs) Perhaps no surprise there. Nope. Not at all. Uh, Rams at Eagles. Ooh. This is going to be an interesting game to see how the Eagles bounce back. I'm going to take the Rams, I think. I am taking the Rams as well. All right. Falcons at Cowboys. Oh, got to take the Cowboys on this one. Same here. Panthers at Bucks. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to go Panthers on this one. I'm going to go Panthers. I liked what Teddy Bridgewater did. And of course, I love what Christian McCaffrey does for that offense. I am taking the Bucks. Tom Brady okay. will get his first win as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer in Tampa. Nice, nice. Um, 49ers and Jets. 49ers. Yeah, same here. The, the Jets are... I don't know what they're doing. They're just not playing good football. <laughs> they're playing the Jets type of football. They're playing <laughs> like the Jets. All right. Um, the Broncos at Steelers. Ooh, the Steelers played a played a good game, but I'm gonna go with the Broncos on this one. I'm hoping um, for an upset. I am going with the Steelers. Steelers. All right, makes sense. Good uh, game by Jag- the Steelers. Jaguars at Titans. Who? Gardner Minshew performed pretty well for the Jaguars. Surprisingly. And yeah, people were uh, people were not very high on him in the previews of the season. I'm going to go with Titans, though. I am going with the Jaguars. All right. Lions and Packers. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> I mean... The Packers absolutely destroyed the Vikings. Like Aaron Rodgers was going off against them. I'm going to go with the Packers in this one. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I very rarely will ever pick the Packers, but again, this whole thing is to make sure I get a better record than you at the end of this, so I'm going to go with the logical pick. All right. And the Bills at the Dolphins. Bills. Same here. The Vikings at the Colts. Ooh, Vikings. Colts. Okay. All right. You're expecting uh, Philip Rivers to to bounce back. Mm-hmm. That's a fear. That's a fear pick. Uh, Washington and Cardinals. Oh. Oh, this is going to be interesting. I'm going to go Cardinals because because even though Washington has that great defensive line, I don't know if they can catch Kyler Murray. 
I don't know if anybody can catch Kyler Murray. I am going with Washington. All right. Uh, Ravens at Texans. Ooh. Ravens. Same here. Uh, Chiefs and Chargers. Chiefs. I am also going with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Last two. Patriots at Seahawks. Oh, man, this is going to be interesting. The Seahawks are always great, but the Patriots is is it fair to say that the Patriots are the underdog in this game? Yeah. Wow, interesting. Cuz they're not the Patriots that you remember them being. Right. Oh man. Cam Newton had an okay debut his first game as a Patriot. He didn't throw any touchdowns. He ran for two. Which was a weird it was a weird offense to see the Patriots running. <laughs> to see the Patriots actually have a quarterback running. But uh you know what? I'm gonna pick the Patriots in this one. I'm gonna go with um, the underdog. The Seahawks at home. All right, makes sense. And then Saints at Raiders. Ooh, Saints. Same here. All right. A uh, a lot more division between the two of us in in this week two prediction. Yeah, but, either uh, we will. There are not that many similarities, so either we're going to be pretty uh, far apart at the overall at the end of this uh, week yeah. in terms of our records. I think I. Uh, I think I tried to pick too many underdogs. <laughs> Who knows? It could pull it. You could. Uh, you could pull it off. It could pull it off, or it could go very horribly wrong. <laughs> I guess we'll see next week. Yeah. Okay. So I think that uh, that about does does it for uh, this week. So uh, thank you for listening to the By the Laces podcast, and then we'll be back next week with uh, another episode. It's another week. And hopefully you have a, whoever's listening, hopefully you all have a great rest of the week. And don't forget to follow us at BillMalley15 and Trent underscore Cito. And uh, please stay safe and wear a mask. Wear a mask. Yep. Pandemic is still here. It's not going anywhere. (laughs) Yes. All right. Stay safe, all.